glad you're here. It's time for episode 12, and I have another friend on the podcast. Julia is the hardworking, creative, open-hearted librarian at our local high school and a fellow Disney lover and one of the first people that popped into my head when I got brave enough to ask others to come have a little bit of fun with me. So today, we're talking about Disney sidekicks. We've already tackled villains. It's time for the sidekicks conversation. The underappreciated stars of the animated movie world. They're often overlooked and consistently not given a whole lot to do, but that's okay. There's still a lot to choose from. But they are still adorable and bring a little color and humor to the hero's journey. So, to give us a little sneak peek of how this is going to go, Julia... What's your favorite Disney movie? Do you have a favorite? Um, before I answer that, I have to say, I don't know how to take it that you thought of me first <laughs> when you thought of people who love Disney movies. I will take that as a compliment. Well, I wear it. I wear it often. Yes, as, a, as a Disney character <laughs> yes, for school I do. events. So. Um, but for my favorite, I'm going to go classic with this, and I'm going to say The Sword and the Stone. Oh, I feel like it is underappreciated so often, and they're, they're there's a great sidekick in that one. Um, but I just, I love the music and I love the storyline and uh, it, it's classic. It's one of my favorites. It's actually Friday's podcast. So if you want to hear my random thoughts about The Sword and the Stone, you can listen to that on Friday. I but definitely I will. It is one of my favorites as well. So just like the villains episode, I gave Julia a list of superlatives, and we each selected a sidekick that matched, or as best as we could match, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it gets hard, to the guidelines with the only rules that it had to be a sidekick for my summer movie challenge list, which of course is in the link in the show notes, or you can go to my newsletter, justkeepswimming.substack.com, and number two, that you can't repeat a sidekick until the very end if you need to repeat it for your all-time favorite. All right. Are we ready to get started? Are you I'm ready? ready. You're I'm ready. ready. All Superlatives right. are hard. They Sometimes are it's hard. really hard to narrow it down to one. To one. I have yes. a lot of trouble with that. I'm like, oh, and you're balancing. Yes. And then because of the not repeating, then that helps a little bit. Like, no, I think I'll use that person down here. Yeah. All right. So number one, most surprising that they made it to the end of the movie alive. This was actually the easiest one for me. And that is Hey Hey from oh. Moana, <laughs> which I know you have talked about yes. because I listened to your Moana episode. How in the world does Hey Hey make it to the end? Because we kind of forget that Hey Hey is in yes, the movie for a, for a while. I think Moana forgets too, <laughs> and I think Hey Hey would not have survived without Moana constantly pushing him back onto the boat. So the ocean must must have helped with that. Yes, so had much. to have. Yeah. And he's in that little cubby at the bottom of the boat. There's no way that, that there's not does a lot of breathing flood. room down there. <laughs> no, there's not. Not that maybe he needs a lot, but that's yeah. a good choice. Good choice. Um, mine was Flounder from The Little Mermaid. Yes, he, cute he's little not flounder. the toughest, like, <laughs> and and smartest tool in the shit. You know, it just he's hard. He has a hard time with the shark, and he gets anxious, and you're kind of like, oh, man, yeah. these, these tense situations. He doesn't always handle himself as well as he could. I agree. I don't think he would have outswum ev everything. <laughs> no, no, no. And when she's holding on to him to get to the boat, it's like, oh, there's no way he gets there. No, that's not how that works. All right, number two, funniest sidekick. So I think that most sidekicks are funny because they play off of someone else. So it was kind of hard for me to find a sidekick that I thought was really funny in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. So I went with Olaf. Okay. Now, Olaf is not my favorite sidekick. However, he has such funny little lines. Yes. When he meets Marshmallow, the snow monster, he says to him, oh, we were just talking about you. 
all good things, all good things. And just that little sunny, mm-hmm. subtle, funny humor um, just cracks me up. I know that Frozen 2 is not on your list, but he no. does have a moment in Frozen 2 that is laugh out loud. His recap of Frozen <laughs> yes. 1. Um, yes, so I went with Olaf. I went with a villain sidekick. Okay. And I've already talked about him, but he is just my favorite guy ever. And that's Kronk in The Emperor's New Groove. That he... He doesn't belong on the villain side. How he got there, I don't, like. I would love a, a prequel of how he and Isma met. Like, how did that? How did that happen? Yeah. How did they become buddies? But, and so loyal to each yes, other. Yes, and yet he remains just kind of carefree and happy and positive, and he likes to cook and he's. His cooking scene is a laugh out loud scene. (laughs) It is so good. So I like him the best. He's the one that I kind of always go back to. And when he's talking to squirrels, um, I mean, I maybe do that out in my yard when I do get a random squirrel to come into my yard. I'm like, squeak, squeak, or squeak. I'm like, oh, wait, no. That that's probably why my neighbors don't talk to me all that much because they see me talking. Or why the squirrels avoid you. Yes, probably. I've insulted yeah. them in some way. You don't know what wrong. you're saying. Yeah, don't know. All right, number three, most helpful sidekick. I went with Mushu from okay. Mulan. Yeah. Uh, even though Mushu has something in it for himself. He is with Mulan through some really tough moments. I mean, the physical and just the emotional journey that she has to go on. And, you know, when when she is basically dropped and exiled, you know, he mm-hmm. stays loyal to her. And I think he's very helpful, giving good advice. Yes. I liked, I liked him. Mm-hmm. I was always cute when they came out with the live action. I was like, how is that? Is that going to be a part that we miss? And right, it was a right. bit of a part. That we missed. So I went with Little John from Robin Hood. Okay. That he's kind of the loyal buddy yeah. who sticks beside him, tries to, like, no, you don't want to do that, buddy, because, you know, you're going to get caught. This is not good. And then comes to help rescue everybody. So he's just kind of always there for the community, too, that it, he's not in it on his own, that he kind of believes in what they're, they're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, another underappreciated sidekick, I yes. think, is Little John. Yes, so. absolutely. Number four. The least helpful sidekick. I had a few for this one, but I'm going to I'm going to pick a group with okay. this one, and I'm going to say Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether okay. from Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. I love these three. I mean, I really love them, and they're adorable. However, they're very bad at their job. They are very bad at their um, job. Especially the most important year of their job. Um, they get into such silly fights that eventually lead Maleficent to their you know, hut. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they don't give great advice. Uh, they don't really watch and monitor Aurora as, as well as they should. Um, I mean, she's meeting a man <laughs> in the woods and they just aren't around to notice that. So as adorable as they are, they're not very helpful. They're they actually lead danger to her. Yes. They are not very good at their job. You are, you are absolutely correct. They are helpful, I guess, in one split second when they put the the kingdom to sleep so that they don't know yes. how there is that moment. But yes. again, they, they have the, cap- the they have the ability to be <laughs> very helpful and they let a dress color get in the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was one that surprised me in my rewatch. I hadn't watched it in a very long time and I really liked the artwork in it. It was a little different. Yeah. Um, and the colors were just so vibrant in that mm-hmm. one. I really, it was a, a fun one to rewatch. It was mm-hmm. faster than I thought. A lot of these go faster than yes. I think. I'm like, Oh, we're at the end already. Okay. Not a whole lot there, but all right, that's fine. I actually went with Hey Hey Moana. Okay. Because he has just that one moment where he grabs Tefiti's heart before, you know, it goes off the boat. But the water could have done that. It's like, why is this chicken on this boat? Um, I mean, he's 
he's a great comic relief. He's fun, especially with Maui thinking he's going to cook him at one point. But, but it was also funny how when you look at sidekicks, they always put Pua up, and it's like he that pig was only in that movie. Yeah. For like five minutes. Yeah, I was gonna total. say, really, both of Moana's yes. sidekicks are pretty they useless at times. They don't yes. seem very necessary. No. And they, they, when they started to do all the press for the movie, they made you think that this pig was gonna be in this yeah. movie the whole time. You're like, oh no, she left him. <laughs> okay, he went on one boat yeah. ride, and that's all he got. He almost drowned. That's really yeah. sad. All right, number five, cutest sidekick. There are some very there cute sidekicks, very um, especially in the animal sidekick world. I have to go with Gus Gus. Mm-hmm. Just even his name is cute. Um, he's one that's really grown on me as time has gone on. I mean, he is just adorable. And even when he makes mistakes, he's adorable. Mm-hmm. And when he's when he cares about food, on uh, you know more than anything, you just have to chuckle at him. He's mm-hmm. just so stinking cute. And how his little shirt just doesn't fit. It right. doesn't fit. <laughs> yes, I know. I agree. He is very cute. Yeah. I went with Baymax from Big Hero oh. 6. He's big and he's yeah. squishy and he just the, the noises he makes and kind of his behavior and mannerisms and I guess I I really need my own Baymax being a an accident prone individual yes, it would you be do. nice to have yes. somebody like him to just follow me around and like <laughs> oh she needs first aid and so that would be really nice but I always I really like him his interaction with the cat Um, And when he's pulling the, just all the little things he does, you're like, oh, he just has that sweet look about him. And I like that you picked a big sidekick because usually when you think of cute, you think of small. Tiny, tall, like Pascal from Tangled, but I'm trying to hold my Tangled, (laughs) hold my Tangled in. All right. Best sidekick song. There's not a ton of sidekick songs. There are not. And for that reason, I chose Sebastian from The Little Mermaid because Sebastian gets two songs. If you ask what song, well, which one? He gets Under the Sea and Kiss the Girl. One is a ballad. One is upbeat. And both songs are excellent. They are very good. And um, especially Kiss the Girl has kind of a powerful moment to it. And so I really think he, he got a lot of love in that. He does a really nice job in that song, building the tension. Like Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went with... Well, that one was on my list, but I also had Louie from When We're Human, The Princess and the Frog. Okay. That this crocodile who just loves music and yes. he just belts it out. And, hey, this is what's going to happen when I become a human. And he's got the the New Orleans beat, the jazzy flair to it. Um, it's one of my favorites. That one, that movie has grown on me a lot. The yes. first time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, that's all right. And then I kept watching. I was like, no, this is this is really good. I really like it. And it this. has great music. Great music. And a really creepy villain. Oh, it's really good. And I like the, the message of being an entrepreneur and wanting something for yourself. And that is your dream. And sure, she picks the guy at the end. And she's willing to like, no, I'll give it all up. Yeah. I was like, oh, but it is the princess and the frog. I sure. mean, that's the story they're telling. So you have to give her that. All right. Number seven, the sidekick that's better than its hero. Oh, this one was tough. I chose Abu from Aladdin. Mm -hmm. Now, Abu is selfish at times, but I do think Aladdin is very selfish. And Abu struggles whenever Aladdin struggles. When they don't have food, both of them don't have food. Um, And, you know, Abu gets turned into an elephant, which is probably the animal 
you know, with the most extreme differences than what he normally <laughs> is. And he even sees Aladdin is going down this selfish path. He is forgetting about him. He's forgetting about what's truly important and, and about how he treats his friends. Um, but he sticks with him. I mean, he's freezing with him at the end of the movie uh-huh. and, you know, until Carpet rescues them. So I like Abu. Yeah, I like Abu, too. I went with the seven dwarves. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of Snow White herself. <laughs> I remember. I mean, I know she's very young. So, you know, her brain's not fully formed yet, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But you have these guys that have just taken in this complete stranger. They give her her, you know, it's like the three bears. They Oh, like, here's the food. Here's the bed. I mean, she just kind of takes every, over everything. But they they continue that caring that, I mean, they, they bury her put her in their little I know. coffin though and they yes. protect her and they're yes. waiting and um, I just I like them and all of their personalities and again that backstory about them would be awesome are they I brothers? Agree. I know I would wonder I would wonder that too and I, I remember you asking about how they got their names if those yes. are really, really their, names, their names or yeah did they have to become happy because they were named happy right. or is his name really Phil? Right and- right <laughs> <laughs> they have some great scenes with no dialogue they too do. which is really mm-hmm. great you don't see that a lot in movies nowadays um, just as a side note Snow White is 14 she is oh, the youngest, youngest. princess, yeah, I know, which creepy. just adds a whole other level <laughs> of creepiness to this It movie. really does. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Number, what are we on? Eight? Number eight. Best villainous sidekick. So when you're thinking of best villainous, you can take it in a couple of ways. One, you just love them and they are a villain's sidekick. Or you can go the direction that I went, which is saying they're really good at mm-hmm. being a basically a villain and for that reason I went with Flotsam and Jetsam from The Little Mermaid these guys are creepy first of all they don't speak and so they lurk Uh I mean they can you lurk when you swim I don't know but they do and anytime they're in and they're out yeah and they're not attractive which just adds a whole other level of scariness to them it's always dark where they are and they do play some some pivotal moments I mean they they are the reason that kiss the girl does not happen Mm -hmm. so they do fulfill the work of their master um I mean they're they are villainous to the extreme I agree and that's why they were also my choice we we matched on one yes Yes. they set the tone the Mm -hmm. tone for I mean Ariel meets them before meeting Ursula, but they have set the tone of what is coming with Ursula yes and you can tell that they are also loved by their villain because she gets very upset when they when they don't make it yeah. spoiler they don't yeah. make it <laughs> um, but I, I agree that they they do play such a pivotal part in how that works even though they are just the sidekick to the yeah. villain absolutely and and for your next question that you're going to ask me uh, they would not fit in that category. Oh, I don't no, think so. Not. I mean, they they are evil to the core, and they yes. are staying that way. So. And that question is, <laughs> number nine, most capable of switching sides either from good to bad or bad to good. I'm going with from bad to good, and I am saying Mr. Smee. Okay. Mr. Smee is, you know, a villain sidekick, but he he seems to always be smiling, and his voice... Uh, is always chipper. Mm-hmm. So even when he's tying up the Lost Boys, he seems happy about it. And I think he's just not really even aware of what he's doing. I think he's just playing a role yes. because he enjoys being part of a team. Yep. Um, so I think he would gladly switch sides back and forth 
um, just because it's fun and he just likes to be a part of what's happening. Yes, I think it's a lot like Kronk. Like, yes. he didn't really belong with the pirates, but maybe they were the only ones that would hire him, so he was kind of stuck there. Yes. Well, mine is also Peter Pan related, okay. but I said Tinkerbell good to oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Because she's feisty. She, she is. has some anger, anger management issues. Um, she's jealous. She deals with a lot of envy, and I just think that that could tip the scale at some point, and she realizes that she Absolutely. wants to be on the other side. Yeah, if Captain Hook gave her a good enough mm-hmm. deal, and, you know, he tries to, but, I mean, if he really sweetened the deal, she and could probably Wendy go. if Wendy had stayed and then there was that constant tug of war between her and Peter, then, I mean, I think she could have she could have made that so leap. I think so, too. Yeah. Interesting yeah. that we picked the same That movie. is interesting. <laughs> All right, and our final one, number 10, the most annoying sidekick. <laughs> now, I hate to say this to you, but this was probably the most difficult one for me because I find many sidekicks annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they are not typically my favorite character in a movie. I am going to go with Timon and Pumbaa. Okay. Um, First of all, I think they're dirty. Um, they eat really gross things. <laughs> they do eat really gross um, things. They talk about bodily functions, which I don't love. Um, I don't think they give great advice. I don't really feel like you should just live a a life of never worrying mm-hmm. about anything. You know, I think Simba really lost a lot of years. Yeah. You know, we had to have the female come and save the day because Timon and Pumbaa weren't doing it. So they drive me crazy. Um, so I'm I'm going with them. That's that's I like that reasoning that they okay. did, he did lose a lot of. They years. are loved by many people too. Yes. So so I'm sure people will not like my answer on that. That's but okay. Yeah. People don't yeah. have to like the answer. Your this is a, your we're opinion. open to all here. That's right. Mine is. Olaf. Okay. <laughs> Frozen. Now, he, he does have good qualities. Yeah. He is sweet, and he does have his funny moments, but it's another one of kind of, why are you here? What are you, what are you contributing to the particular story? You're kind of getting in the way. You're almost too much comedic mm. relief that yeah. you're throwing in stuff at times where it's like, we're, we're past that now. We're getting into the tension of the, the story, um, and I, I don't. I don't like how he doesn't melt. I know he's magic, <laughs> but I have trouble. You, ha- you have a hard time with I magic have in general. With magic yeah. in general, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, um, a lot of times. So he is—he is on my list of one of my. Most well, and we've talked a couple of times about uh, movies or sidekicks being underappreciated. He mm-hmm. is overappreciated. Yes. I mean, he gets as much attention, yes. if not more, than more some than, of the heroes yeah. or heroines of the movie. So I can see your point on that. Um, I mean, Sven, Sven is wonderful. I know. I do love Sven. I love yes. Sven. He does yes. not talk. He has personality. He acts like a reindeer would act with personality, yeah. I think. And yeah. so he makes sense to me. Olaf does not. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he sings about summer. That's okay. That's fine. So we have come to the penultimate question here. Who is your all-time favorite sidekick? So I'm going to mention a sidekick I haven't mentioned yet. Okay. But it is Kronk from the Emperor's New Group. (laughs) Um, I just find Kronk to be hilarious. I also, you know, I love how big he is. His scenes make me laugh out loud. Um, I, you know, agree that I think he could switch sides at any point. You know, he pulls the wrong lever. (laughs) And Yzma says, why do we even have that lever? But she comes right back to him. I mean, they are loyal to each other. They are adorable. The voice actor was the perfect choice. I love him so much. 
so. The scene where at the very end the vial is going down the front of the the pyramid or whatever it is and he opens the door and he's like who would have thought that this door would lead me here (laughs) we say that all the time in my family when you're like you open something you're like well who would have thought that this it just he's it's a sweetness about him that i think just makes him very charming and likable yes well mine um should be of no surprise to everybody because it comes from my favorite which we're going to talk about eventually guys but it is Maximus Entangled. I was really hoping you were going to pick him over Pascal yes. so I'm happy to hear this. Yes he he is the best horse in the Disney animated world um, universe. He just he's he's sassy um, but he's also loyal and thoughtful and compassionate. He he shows room for growth. Um, he gets to know Flynn and you know, opens his heart to that relationship that they legitimately become friends. His obsession with apples is just endearing and um, his leadership abilities too. Like he is leading the men at the end of the of the movie. So he is just he's my favorite. He brings he is the great. right amount of humor when it needs humor, but then is is serious when it needs serious. And he does switch a little from bad to he good. Does, yes. So he does have that growth journey. Yeah, he's yes, wonderful. Absolutely. It's just my favorite. Well, is there anything else about Disney you want to share? Oh, gosh. You know, I <laughs> I have been a Disney lover since childhood, and it's it's fun to see that so many people are becoming Disney fans as adults mm-hmm. that really weren't when they were younger. But I, I always selfishly thought that Disney um, valued me just as much because my birthday is in June, and the week of my birthday was always the week the new <laughs> animated movie would come out. Uh-huh. And so year after year, my birthday party was going to the movie theater to see the new Disney movie. So that's kind of a special one you saw in the theaters? I don't. I remember very particular ones. I remember seeing Beauty and the Beast Mm -hmm. because, you know, Beauty and the Beast has that beautiful opening music and opening scene where um, the illustrations are different than the rest of the movie. And I remember when that scene closed, a little boy in front of us saying, is it over now? And of course it had only been about two minutes, you know, and it was just adorable. So I remember some of those moments and I remember the hunchback of Notre Dame, um, seeing that one. I don't know exactly which one was the earliest. I can't remember my first Beauty and the Beast was pretty early. I do remember that one. And I remember Little Mermaid being at the theater to see Little Mermaid. I remember they had re-released Lady and the Tramp. And I went with a group of people that lived in the neighborhood I lived in at the time. And we sat too close to the screen and your (laughs) neck was crooked. But I was having the time. I was like, I am at the theater watching this. So getting to see one of those classics on the big screen was also a lot of fun that that you don't get to see. It is ones we, we do like to go back at where I work, you know, to show them outdoors because it... It's familiar. It's um, kind of accessible to just about everybody, which is nice. And it's it's that yeah that familiar feeling that kind of feels like home in a little way. It feels like childhood. So it's a touch point that everybody can kind of understand and get behind, which I is agree. really cool. So I love them. Have you been to Disney World? I have, but okay. I have not been for quite a while. I haven't oh. been since eighth grade, and uh, we were planning to surprise our children. Um, when 2020 hit. So, so we have had to postpone that trip. So it is, it is in the works. It's in the works. Well, that is fun. You're going to have the time of your life. Yes. It feels a little overwhelming right now. Mm -hmm. There's so much to learn. Yeah. So much has changed since I was in eighth grade, you know, (laughs) the reservations, the fast passes, the making those last minute decisions, but we're going to take it in. The first time I went, I went with um, my sister-in-law and my brother. It was actually our first vacationing together, which was very interesting, but 
my sister-in-law grew up going, so she knew everything, the ins and outs. So I went not having to worry about anything. I That's never, the best way to I do it. I never knew what we were yes. doing from moment to moment. They're like, we're going this way. I'm like, okay, whatever, because I didn't know what was that way. And it was actually a very relaxing, easy way to be introduced to it all. And I've been several times since, um, but I, I really liked that. I would love that. I I have been telling my Disney planner, you just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But I do want her with me on that day, (laughs) which is not going to happen. So yes. (laughs) And I usually end up going with a directionally challenged friend of mine um, who lives in Florida and we meet down there to go. That's kind of our our girls thing that we do. And I don't know if I could drop her and if she'd be able to find anything. (laughs) So I kind of always have to be on my Luckily, everyone is very helpful at Disney World. They are so sweet. It's it's a wonderful environment to be in that yeah. they're all kind of, it's fun to meet the different cast members from different countries. And, and, and I think that's what I love, you know, most about Disney. Obviously the movies have faults, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's just that feeling that you get. This just a comfort feeling. Um, even walking into a Disney store, yeah. you will get that feeling like I can, I can be a child here and I can have fun here and just let all the other worries go away. And I feel that yeah. every time I watch one of the animated films. And you can go to this amusement park wearing a Disney shirt and it's not awkward. You're not yes. the only ones there. Everybody's doing it. And yep, I agree. Absolutely. Well, thank you for You're joining welcome. me today. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening listening not listening that's not a really word really it's so appreciated if you haven't already i hope you subscribe so we can keep going on this journey together and if you've got the time it would be awesome if you could rate and review only if it's nice though please you can follow me on instagram and twitter at at gnome girl m and on facebook as a bit of fun with emily go have yourself a bit of fun today and see you next time